Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Boss Bay Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Katan, and today I have an opportunity to interview the founder and CEO of Leslie Speaks. So thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us. I'm glad you're here. You're welcome. So happy to have you. And um, today we're talking about some very important things. So this podcast episode is called You Ain't Safe. You Ain't Safe. So we are talking about it. She's about to give you the facts um, financially, protecting yourself, making you um, a little bit more aware and financially literate about what might be going on around you that you might think you're protected from. But if you fall under any of these categories that Leslie is about to go through, you are not safe and you need to take action to financially protect yourself. So you and your family does not have to go through any unnecessary stress, harm or um, discomfort during these processes where you should have that financial support. All right. So uh, let's talk about it. Hello, Leslie. How are yes. you? I am doing good. How are you doing, Keton? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this. So yes. let's start with the first one. You have a list of things, a list of behaviors. And you said if anyone falls under these categories, there's a chance that they are not financially protected and they are not safe and secure. So they need to go back and reassess. That is correct. Okay, so let's doing- start with the first one. Uh, oh, what'd you say? Oh, and yes, and we're going to help them get through these. We are not safe so they can be safe. <laughs> okay, yes, that's right. Let's emphasize that. Look, I'm not trying to scare anybody. Look, <laughs> I just started off you ain't safe. <laughs> but we're going to help you get safe. Let's add that in. So let's start with the first um, thing on your list, the first behavior. This one is, you said, if you haven't reviewed your life insurance policy with a professional um from like if you have a job and you haven't reviewed your life insurance policy from that job with a professional, you ain't safe, correct? That is correct. And even if you have a policy and you have a financial professional and you haven't um, reviewed that policy with that financial professional, you're not safe. And the reason why I say that is because actually I was attending a funeral and a longtime friend that I haven't seen in a while, she Somehow, before the funeral started, we got on the subject of insurance. And she was like, um, I think she had term insurance, which, you know, only lasts for a specific period of time. And she had it on her young son. Now, with term insurance, it's the cheapest type of insurance. And usually people get that because, you know, it's affordable. But with children, um, I really wouldn't suggest putting them in a term. But she was like, I think it don't expire. I need the call because she was like, I got it when he was such and such age. And she was like, um, I was like, yeah, you definitely need the call because, you know, when when the policy expires, if you didn't renew it, um, you're in a lapse of insurance. You don't have any insurance. Basically, her son doesn't have any insurance. So and then also it may not be as high, but it will increase being that she's doing a renewal and having to start over. And that's a lot of things people don't know. You're oh. not, yeah, with a term and policy, it expires. It's, it's a difference between term and whole, which which we'll probably get into that later at another podcast. But yeah, you definitely have to keep tabs on your policies. If you have a 30-year term and you're, let's say, 16 at 46, they need to be checking that policy. You know, they well before then they need to be checking it because if you're still living, ain't nothing happening, you don't get any funding from it outside of um any cash value rather. But you know, if it expires and you don't paid up that money and you don't have a renewal in place, you're still out of like what they say, 
out of luck. I don't want to say the other one, but you know, you just, <laughs> you just, I mean, you don't pay money for a policy and you didn't understand it. So that's the, that's the reason why I say it's so important to sit in front of a financial professional financial professional that actually knows and cares about your well-being for your family and making sure you have a peace of mind um, and making sure you know how these policies work. Okay. Yeah. And I just heard something that um, for all of you money savers out there, if you don't want to have to pay more, because I know if there's, if there's one thing that gets people, it's starting off with the system and paying a certain price, and then you have to go and upgrade. You got to pay more for the same thing. So if you're not wanting to have to do that, what I'm hearing is that you need to make sure when it's getting ready to expire or it's getting to that time where the term is over, you need to be getting ready and prepared to go ahead and renew that policy so that you don't have a lapse in between and then have to pay more for the policy you didn't pay as much for. That's correct. And just a, a little bit more information with the term policy, because you'll be a different age and you don't know what health issues may have arisen between that time it may cause it to increase so there's no guarantee with the term policy that you will get the same price when you renew the policy so with the term is guaranteed is going to increase but you don't want it to increase drastically and again um your age your health and your medical history are key things to keep in mind that affect your policy premium so there even though it you have to renew it, it's going to increase, but you just want to be mindful of that health factors can, and your age can contribute to those premium increases. Okay. That is good to know. So that is the first one. So if you know anyone and you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening, if it's on social media, if it's at the podcast, send this to someone who might need to hear it. But if you have not reviewed your life insurance policy with a professional outside of your job, this is the time for you to do it. Um, you never know. And sometimes things aren't presented to you the way they should be with all the detail that you need to make the right decision that you feel is going to work for your lifestyle. So go ahead and get you a professional outside of that to do that for you. Um, and then that's another thing, too. We always know that you have to have a second party or third party when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like even um, big brands do it when they're doing testing on a product. They'll test it through their brand. They test it through a third party. They test it through another. So they don't just take one person's word for that. So we have to make sure we're not doing that with our life insurance, with our money, our finances, because that's a really important thing. Okay, so Leslie, the next thing that you said was um, if you only have a policy through work, if you only have a life insurance policy through work, you ain't safe. Correct? Ain't safe at all. Ain't safe at all. <laughs> I be want to shake some people with it, but like when you want to talk to them about their finances and you're telling them, oh, I got it through my job. I understand you have it through your job, <laughs> but do you understand that you don't own that policy? Just think about it, Keaton. Think about being with the company. Let's say you've been with the company for 10 years and you've been paying life insurance through that company. Of course, it's going to be dirt cheap. Why? It's because it's a group policy. The next yeah. thing is, is because we don't own it. The company owns it. And just think about it. You know, um, COVID, the pandemic is a prime example. A lot of jobs got shut down. A lot of jobs, you know, closed down because of, Let you know, finances. So when that happens, guess what? Just like when you're fired and this is the same case, your benefits stop. 
they completely stop. So just say, for instance, if you have that personal, that life insurance through your job, the next day you're, a pandemic happens and be like, dang, financially, we can't stay up. So they call you at the last minute saying, hey, you know, you know, we just had to, you know, lay people off because the business gone down. And then just say, for instance, something happens to you. You've been paying this money for 10 years. Now, you know, it's hard to negotiate with that company. More likely, your family is not going to get that money. And guess what? We didn't go and get another policy outside of the job that we own. So now we're stuck doing what we're going to talk about. It's going to come up. We're stuck reaching out saying, hey, can y'all help me fund my loved one's funeral? So, yeah. yeah. The go, go ahead. Let's say the word. The go yeah. We stuck with GoFundMe. Yeah. You stuck with GoFundMe. I didn't think about Leslie. Like, you're right. Yes, of course. Obviously, I thought about the fact that if you only have a policy through work, of course, if you get let go, you know, you're just not going to have that policy. You're going to have to go and find insurance elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But what I forgot about was the control factor, which is if the policy does change or the benefits do change, you are stuck unless you have another mm -hmm. policy. So if they just decide, oh, I know last year we said we were going to cover people that had disabilities with this kind of disability. But the new year, we can't we can't cover you. You're going to have to pay for that out of pocket. Yes. How would you feel? It's, How would you feel? It's so much. It's so much. Oh, when I say the world of finance is so deep, people, we're not even scratching the surface yeah. right now on on this. And when I say that, like a lot of people don't know that ins the life insurance is for you to use while you're living. If you are properly set up correctly and you have the proper, the um, the right type of financial um, professional in front of you or fi financial advisor in front of you, guiding you and leading you in the right way so that your family can have a peace of mind and you can have a peace of mind. And you're right. Um, we don't know what tomorrow brings with the way things are today with the all the illnesses, you know, the different viruses. And, you know, a lot of people are left just hanging and they can't afford these medical bills. They're being hospitalized. They're depleting their, you know, 401ks. Um, they're depleting their savings, their chickens account. And they're like, hey, but I'm sitting here trying to tell you in order to play the game, you got to know the rules. And I'm here trying to teach you the game. It's nothing. If you can buy, if you, if let's say, for instance, if you can buy, uh, let's say $250,000 worth of life insurance for $70 a month. Wow. That's why I'm saying is like that's why they say you can create wealth through life insurance. It's not the business, it's the life insurance. And it's the mindset people gotta see. And um just to I know we're talking about you know the job, but just to let people know there are policies out there when they're set up correctly, a cash value policy when they're set up correctly. If you come into any type of illness like cancer, chronic illness, you know, terminal illness, you know, you can dip into your life insurance money tax free and pay those bills or whatever your mortgage or whatever you don't got behind on because of that illness. Man, <laughs> when I'm telling you, this is, this is gold. It's like going on the rainbow, walking to the end of the rainbow and saying, Hey, I found a pot of gold.
But people yeah. don't know you got to buy money to have money. And if I can buy a, a six figures for a little nothing, you ain't think I'm going to jump on that. Yeah. We got we to be smarter. We got to work smarter, not harder. But yeah. True. That is true. Okay. So um, that's something to think about. So we have two so far, guys, and we'll go through them all one last time at the end. The next one, if you are someone who has not checked the math to your retirement, double checked it, triple checked it, just to make sure everything looks good, you are not safe. So can you please go into detail about that one for me? Yes. And I'm going to keep going back to this pandemic because this pandemic should have taught a lot of us stuff, especially the working class people, even the people that have businesses, that have investments, that have money, that have their own 401k. It doesn't have to be through a job, but you can actually have your own 401k outside of the job. Now, with the 401k, it's not protected. It's in the it's out there in the it's out there in the market. So, you, you know, it's fluctuating with the stocks and the bonds. And a lot of people lost money. Again, how I know. I have somebody close to me that reached out to me and like, man, during the pandemic, I lost a lot of money in, in my 401k. And they was trying to see, they thinking about, they, they ready to retire, but they can't retire. They're looking, they were looking to retire within the next five years. Mm -hmm. And with what they currently had, they just knew that wouldn't work. So there are, again, services in products in place to help you retire early and retire tax-free. And it can be structured based on your plan and how you want to retire. And also it depends on your funding too, as well. So if you're trying to retire, um, and just to give an example, I think, I um, I know she wasn't where she needed to be in her 401k and but I know based on the numbers that I provided her, she was probably within a five year span uh, looking to retire, probably thirty or forty thousand dollars more in her 401k. Well, not her um, 401k, but based on the plan, service and product that we were working up for her, designing the plan for her so she could retire. Now, in that case, it might have not been enough for her to live off of. But that's where we come in again. We show you how to um, generate and supplement that income additionally through the business opportunities as well. So, you know, we we're like the one stop shop. We we do it all. But that was a key thing. And she was kind of down about that. She was like, I lost a lot of money. And that's not the first story I've heard. So you got to put your money in places where it's protected. The government can't touch it. Is tax free, and of course, there's certain stipulations to that. You know, you may have to let it sit a certain while, but if you don't want to let it sit that certain amount of time, of course, you know you have the surcharges and the fees. But hey, it's better than being sitting in that that particular that particular pot and seeing probably fifty. You got fifty thousand dollars just to say I'm just throwing the number out there, and the pandemic happened, and you look at your account and thirty thousand of it gone, and now you only got twenty thousand dollars left. Ooh, yeah, that's. I, mean, I, will be hurt. I will be hurt too. That's one thing that um, causes a lot of stress. It is money issues, not having the income or losing the income. So I think that should be enough motivation alone to make sure that we're going in the right direction financially. Because when you are in a situation where you are financially down, the first thing you think of is, man, 
I'm never, this is never going to happen again. That's, that's always what people want to say in those kind of situations. Right. Or how did I get here? So for anyone that's listening to this, if any of these things sound like something that you are doing right now, this may be your reminder, your wake up call to go ahead and get with somebody who can help you get protected. Um, Great. Okay. So let's talk about this next one. Um, if you have not written your will and beneficiaries. Yes. And we're going to start with these celebrities with all this money. <laughs> because, <laughs> because not that I've been. Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know where you're about to go with this. Yes. I'm not. I'm going to speak it into existence. I may have a big time client that may be a celebrity one day that comes to me. I want people to understand just because you have money, don't know how, don't, doesn't mean you know how to manage money. And that is in the proper uh, um, services and products to benefit you and your, the family in the end. Because one, let's talk about Aretha. She had the problem with her, her finances. People do not do wills. They do not do their trust and the estate planning. So when that happens and she's already a celebrity, and I'm going to tell you with these celebrities, these producers, these companies already have key in, key person insurance on them. So they making money on top of money. So yeah. when they lose a big artist, they're going to get that key person insurance, whatever, how much, how much ever coverage they have on there. Just say they probably had $2 million on her. Yeah. The family ain't getting that. They're going to the company because they Man. took life insurance, key person life insurance out on her. Man. And the thing about I never understood why people with such statuses would never sit down with a financial professional and get their affairs in order. And now everything be tied up in probate. The family's fighting and they might and about time the family get finished fighting. They probably don't depleted all their funds because they're trying to get whatever funds and assets for their family member. And that by the time they do that, they probably just give up and be like, hey, y'all can just have it. And so what you don't work hard for somebody else that you that you that's not related to you, that you probably been in business with, don't took everything that you got. Yeah. Or you have children that are left um, that are left with no with no guidance on what to do next or what not even what to do next, but what's supposed to happen now. You know, right. I, I unfortunately had lost my father due to COVID. Um, and that wasn't a conversation that was had, you know, there mm. was no, this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen next that on that side of, you know, my family. So it was like, where do we go from here? It's just up in the air. You know, who gets right. what, who's got, what memories are we collecting? Like, what is there left over that we need to do or take care of? That's not a conversation that was had. And I think that regardless of when it comes to family, regardless of what the status is, how close someone is, how far they are, if this is someone that you are related to and you know that you have to have a system or some kind of plan set up, these are conversations that have to be had. And yes. I think that, you know, just someone who has experienced it, I want to share that with people that, you know, could potentially change that for their children. No one wants to feel like, what do I do? Or no, or like, where, what's supposed to happen of this? And especially if you have more than one child, Oh, you know, yes. more than one yes. child, that is, that's a lot. So yes. I mean, you're, you're speaking on a topic that people don't really discuss enough. Um, and I think it's because we don't want to talk about those scary moments and we don't want to talk yes. about 
those sad times, but that's a part of life. There's good and there's bad. And if you just say, I'm not going to talk about it, that doesn't stop it from happening. It, it doesn't. And I thank you for sharing that. And another key thing is I'll tell a lot of people, yeah, we may get a wheel, but you can still, they can still take you to probate. A wheel doesn't really do, it doesn't have any pool. It really doesn't have any hole. The key things yeah. you have to look at is that trust and that estate planning, trust and estate planning. When I tell you trust, hear me good, trust and estate planning. <laughs> If you are a person or a family that owns a home, paid for land, businesses, you can to the T, if you say, I want little junior to have $50,000 and little T can't touch this $50,000 until he complete college. And he has, let's say you may even say he got to keep a B average and this, that, and the other. And once he meet those certain criteria, then little T can get this money. Or you can have it where, hey, I, I like have the sound of that. Yes. And like you said, you have, you may have, you got more than one sibling. So let's say, yeah. let's just say it's five of y'all. And let's say, for instance, if your dad would have left like $500,000. And you'd be like, oh, dad left us $500,000. But we're like, huh? You ain't getting that at one time. Daddy got to rent in here, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Daddy got Yeah, daddy got to rent in here that y'all can only get a certain lump sum a year until it's depleted or it I may yes. So yeah. people don't know you can get in there and write things to the T. And you can be like, if you don't like that certain auntie, you can be like Auntie is not to set foot in this house. This is not her <laughs> land. She can't get Hold it. on a minute. You know what I'm saying? Don't to all the aunties out there. We love you. Leslie, yeah, we love you. Able to but, service you too. <laughs> yeah, but we know we're going to keep it real. We know when somebody passes, oh, it brings out the good, bad, and the ugly. Yes. So, the, and emphasis on ugly. You see the, size that you never thought you were going to see. And right. that is why it's important to have. Right, and that, and it's important not to let everybody know how much money you got on yourself, because when they they gonna try to do everything when you on your you can't do nothing for yourself anymore. They're gonna try to come in there while you're down on your bedside, and and they see you helping them like what you got in your wheel, what you what you're doing. You don't wanna up, you know. They'll try to get you while you're vulnerable, and sometimes a lot of people don't be in their right mind. Yeah. So, you know, that's you got to be careful about that. And that's one thing I can say um, about my dad. He made sure he has, I have three other siblings. My dad had kept it cute, short, and simple. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to be serious when he was doing this because you never want to sit down with a parent and do a will and all that stuff. But it was hard to be serious with him because I was like, okay, dad. Do you want X, Y, and Z? He was like, like beyond. He's like, well, if they ain't coming to see me now, they don't need to see me then. Because he he wants to be <laughs> he wants to be cremated. <laughs> he was like, um, he was like, if y'all want, if y'all able to say something, he was like, y'all want to say something. Uh, you know, my siblings want to say something. They can say something, but everybody else, if they ain't talking to me, you know, he was like, they ain't coming yeah. to talk to me now. I was like, well, do you want us to have food and stuff? He'd be like, they can eat before they get there. He was just being <laughs> he was just being so he was being so serious. 
it. And he was being so serious. They gave you before they get there. <laughs> and he, he made sure he was like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, put such and such. He's like, he want to be cremated. And the rest of the money you split among almost all four of y'all. And then yeah. short, sweet, and simple. And that's it. And you see, this is another emphasis of why this is important because you know what you want. And sometimes when you leave, when you leave this earth, people are going to try to twist what it is that you knew you wanted when you left. So if you know you have children and you know that you don't want your children spending a whole bunch of money on a funeral and you want to be cremated, go ahead and make sure that you go through this process so that when it happens, they are not taking money that should be spent on investing in your children's school to put you in a funeral. Now, some people do grieve that way and they do want to do that. But I have heard cases and scenarios where a parent said they wanted something specifically and because they were not there and they did not get that in paper, the siblings are now doing things differently from what the parent wished. So mm -hmm. that affects everyone. So if you care about your children not having to go through that process when you are gone, this is something to keep in mind because I've seen it happen in real time where someone, okay, so a family member did not care about how, um, how things went. They're mostly concerned, like everybody just get their, their share and be done. But there were siblings and they couldn't agree on how to grieve. One of them wanted to do a big fancy thing, you know, get together and all that mm -hmm. and spend a lot of money because that's how much it costs. You know what I mean? The funeral, the yeah. fancy um, invitations, the location, the getting the funeral home to do all the extra and, you know, dispose of or cremate or whatever they're going to do with the body. They wanted to do that. And because they couldn't come to an agreement, everyone just kind of went along with what they wanted to do. But in reality, the parent did not care about doing all of that. So it's really important we think about that kind of stuff before it gets to that situation because that's it's stressful. Nobody wants to deal with all of that. It is. And uh, one key thing, and we can move over to the next. And I got this gym for some. Um, uh, once I find her name, I'll give her credit. But let me tell you all something how to save on these invitations. She said, do a QR code, let them scan it, and that be the invitation. She said, don't print out all them invitations. I said, girl, I'm going to love it. I said... <laughs> I was like, baby, I said, we're going to work smarter, not harder. And when she, I came, I said, that's dang sure right. People be wrecking their brain trying to get invitations. I mean, get the obituaries and stuff together. Yeah. And when she said a QR code and let them take a picture, that way you can never run out. You can't yeah. run out of it. And it's you always there. Two or three that you print from for memories and right. then everybody else can get that because they're not even gonna keep track of it anyway you keep print for the ones that you know gonna keep track of it and everybody right. else get that QR code look at technology okay so the next one and this one is the one that you know i get excited talking about i don't know why because i ain't got no um <laughs> i ain't got nothing to worry about in this area but i just get excited so if you have ever been divorced and you have a new spouse, but your policy is not updated, you and your beneficiaries are not safe. Is that correct? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the number one, <laughs> the number one thing, and the reason why I said that because I came across a, a scenario, nothing, nobody related to me, mm -hmm. but they got married. And the husband never updated a policy, and the ex-wife was still the beneficiary on it. Um, first of all, that should have been the number one priority when y'all got. I want to say, Winnie, 
I want to say when y'all, when he proposed, this stuff should have been in the works. If you already yeah. had a wedding date, this should have been in the works. Before we sign those papers, good. I need to be your beneficiary. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you not ask, ask that? Because if you've never sat down with uh, your spouse that you knew the married and you know they've been previously divorced, um, you need to check that. You need to, you need to check Everybody needs to check their paperwork. Now, whether it could have been changed and changed again, they can do that. Because, like, say, if, <gasps> if yeah, because it's, oh, it's, it's so key. That's why I, I did a post about this um, one time. I said, I said, couples who are married, um, is, are the policy, is the policy revocable or irrevocable? Because so one is really out here able to change a policy on their spouse. Yes, if I if I own the policy, if I own the policy, if I'm the owner, and I and I if I don't want to give rights to my spouse to change anything on that policy, they cannot. I'm the only one. So just say, for instance, if I get divorced and I leave a spouse on there my ex-spouse on there and I don't change it. And then my spouse brings it, my new spouse brings it to my attention and be like, Hey, we need to update. I can update it. But for some reason, I don't want to take my ex off of there. I can do it and show the paperwork, but then I can go back in there and change it again without that person knowing they don't have access to that policy because it's revocable or is that irrevocable because it is revocable. You can take it back if you want. <laughs> The irrevocable <laughs> one, if you change it, they can't come back and say, oh, I changed, I changed my mind and put it back on. Right. So but you got it's, it's so technical. There are ways that you can, people do not have oh, access to their policy. Oh, they, this just changed the whole dating game, baby. When, when, I'm, um, <laughs> when I'm getting ready to go ahead and get that, y'all better thank Leslie Speaks because um, I'm going to be like, let me see that policy. It's revocable or irrevocable. Thank you. Yeah. I need this change before we can even start and talking. You can have, and you can have multiple, you can have multiple policies too. That's the key thing. You can have a policy for something that for to pay off your mortgage. You can have a policy that, hey, I just want you to use this on my burial expenses. There can be a policy where, hey, I just want you, this is be money for you. You know, this is money that you can inherit and you can actually create generational wealth off of. So you can take a portion of it and put it back into service particular services and products to keep general accumulating cash that uh, um over over time for through generations and leaving a legacy now with that you can have do all types of the beneficiaries you can have a, a beneficiary and a contingent beneficiary and what that means is say like if i have a policy and i put my son on there and as the regular beneficiary, and I can put, let's say, Kitten, I put you on there too as a beneficiary, and I split it 50 50. Now, if something happens to both, um, to either of y'all, um, when I pass, I can list a, if I have a contingent beneficiary listed, let's say I may have my grandbaby, then if something happens to either one of y'all when I pass, if y'all already got that money, will go to her. Since you guys are already gone. So you can have, you don't have to list a contingent beneficiary, but you can list as many beneficiaries as you want and allocate the funds out how you want. Wow. 
Man, if y'all are, I hope that um somebody, especially someone who's getting ready to get married, I'm not trying to break up no relationships. I am not. <laughs> Me either, but, but you better go check that policy. We are not trying to wreck any homes. We're not trying to break up any couples. But listen, it's much better to ask the questions now. And if it's not sounding the way the math ain't mathing, you can leave. Versus being there on the line and finding out later that you are really not protected, or even worse, your children that you have with your spouse are not protected, and only their right. their um children from their previous marriage are protected because that's scary. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people want to avoid. Leslie, when they get married, they don't want their kids if something happens to them for their kids to be mistreated or not receive benefits. Can you imagine right. not knowing that you're not protected or that policy you're not on it? <laughs> and, it, and it gets ugly and I'm I mean I think at the end um she has um I think the the other the ex-spouse level with her I don't know but it was her option though and I think I don't even think some of the the bank accounts it was just a mess he didn't he didn't do what he was supposed to do yeah. with updating financial things and that leaves a hardship you know on both ends because you never know with the ex-wife whether she's bitter or whether you know they didn't end on good terms and you know she's not trying to see eye to eye with the new wife or if they have mutual siblings you know she's not gonna probably like give them the funds or you know sometimes yeah. people dislike children because they dislike what happened between the yeah. adults and they get and it yeah. gets real ugly, and, you know, and there's really at times there's there's nothing that you can really do about it. She could probably fight it, but she'll probably spend more in court costs or trying to fight it than what the amount of money that she got in the uh, in the death benefit. And then by the time that, you know, is, is worth nothing. So you got to kind of weigh your your odds with it. It's sad, but realistically, stuff like this happen. People people don't realize it it happens all the time a lot of stuff man. happens man okay so i i thought i knew what you were about to present i didn't even know the depths of how <laughs> people can be so yep. you know that's good information guys make sure if you are under that category and you have not viewed your policy or your your partner's policy you don't know um what the updated status is please check and if you don't know if it's revocable or irrevocable check that that too we got some new terminology new words so um the next scenario where you said that someone is not safe is let's see if you have not researched your final financial professional that is educating you on your status you are not safe yes you are not safe and let me tell you i had an um when i First, um, I was previously, you know, partnered with another company. And when I switched, I had um, one of my business partners at the time. We still kept in touch. Um, and she referred me to somebody because she wasn't able to help him, but she knew I was able to. And she was a bit older, not too old, but she wanted to get a policy. She was trying to get money out of her policy. And she said when she called her financial professional, whoever helped her, they only told her she had like five dollars in there. And I was like, that's and I said, that's strange. And I said, do you know she she really didn't have a clue. And for me, I knew it was some type of cash value policy, but I didn't know what exactly what they did. 
um, when trying to um, talk with her and then with her trying to get her papers and stuff, it was just kind of, she was just struggling with trying to do that. So a lot of times people in this profession, they will help you to help themselves. And what I mean by that, they will help help you in order to help themselves financially um, as far as the commission. You want to find somebody that is going to sit down with you and explain the type of policy that you have. For instance, a lot of people always talk about term and whole, but you don't know there are different types of term and whole policies. There's more than one type of term policy. You have um, the level term, you have decreasing, you have increasing, um, and then you have the return of premium policy. Um, and, and if you don't know how those works, you, it can, it can affect the, the person. And if you don't, and a lot of people don't know, okay, well, you think they should know about a term and they may be like, um, well, yeah, I got a term policy. Like, um, do you know how the, the specified years on it? Well, I, I think it's 20, 30. No, I don't need you to think I need you to know, because one, like yeah, I said in the beginning, if you, if you have a 20 year term, and you coming up on the last month of that 20 year term and you don't know that and you ain't even talked to your financial professional or they haven't even reached out to you. Say, hey, I'm just um, in 30 days in advance. Say, hey, I just want to let you know your policy is about to expire. Are you looking to renew? Are you looking to get into other services and products? I need to know what you're trying to do financially so I can help you. A lot of times they're not going to do that. So what happens if, if you're not sure about that term policy and you coming up and you just walking around here? Yeah, I, probably, I got think I got a policy about 10, 20 years ago and you only had a 20 year. You probably had a 20 year term. More likely is to expire. You walk around here and think you got insurance and you don't. Some people just thinking, thinking got insurance. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's crazy because people they actually be like, like yeah, I got a policy. Okay. Yeah. What Can imagine going to a doctor or whatever it is, any kind of insurance, going somewhere and then realizing you are not insured. Yeah. You know, and they, you are not the father. Or you <laughs> right? Or you be like, um, you be like, I need to get some money out of my. Uh, I'm trying to see how much money I got in cash on in cash value on my policy. Yeah. And you turn around, you tell the person, well, you don't have a cash policy. You got a term policy. Ain't no cash in that, man. Ain't no cash in that. So the, your 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 financial professional didn't explain that to you. So you yeah. want somebody who's going to be personable with you, who's going to relate to you, who's going to care, who's going to make sure they're just not putting you in a product. Because anybody, I can just put you in a product and the nine times out of 10, you're not going to understand what I just did. There are people that are out there like that. Then when yeah. something happens, you just say, for instance, if something happens to somebody and you put in a certain policy and they go to see, um, you know, they trying to get the, the claim and get the payout. And they be like, well, the death benefit is zero. And you'd be like, the death benefit is zero. Yeah. You have this type of policy that, you know, decreased, mm. you know, and then at the end you don't have the money. So it's, it's, it's very technical. That's why I say you have to know, like, if you sit down, like, what type of term is this? What does this term do? You know, am I good? Am I going to have this money at the end of the term? But the whole life, what type of whole life policy is this? Because you have universal life, you have the uh, the IULs with cash value, you have the regular whole life. And with the regular whole life, you if you get that, you have the cash value 
and the death benefit, but they don't tell you depending on how it is structured, you have to choose between the two. You're not going to get both. But if it's written correctly, you can get both your death benefit and your cash value. A lot of people don't know that. So it's very important that you find a financial professional and I can help you me and um, (laughs) (laughs) that cares and make sure you're in the right products and making sure you're in the right products is making sure that you um, that they sit down with you and go over your finances first, um, which we'll go. We'll talk about that um, before we get off today. I'll show you how they should be, you know, interacting with you to understand your needs. Okay, perfect. So the last one we have is um, if you have not reviewed your coverage um, to see if your coverage is enough, you are not safe. Correct. Because and why I say that is a lot of times I've always used to hear, you know, when I was growing up, my mom, you know, certain people around my mom's age, like, yeah, I just want enough to, to bury me. And that's fine, but what if you, what if something would have happened to you early on and you have a house, you have children, you know, who's gonna, do you have it set up where you know who's gonna get, take guardianship of your kids? Do you have it where who's gonna continue? Is it enough to make the payments on your mortgage or pay off your mortgage? Is it enough to pay the insurance for on the mortgage insurance? Is it enough to pay the car insurance? Because you still your your siblings or whoever your loved ones still have to live after you're gone. So if you just want a ten thousand dollar policy and you out here and you got businesses, you got multiple cars, you got say you got multiple houses. You know, your kids are in sports. They're doing things. They're going to college. If you don't have enough funding or well, as far as coverage to take all that in consideration, nine times out of 10, and you don't have it set up properly or the legal documents, nine times out of 10 is probably get taken and go to the estate. And people don't realize that. So, yeah, we have to look at it. If you're looking at your income what you make annually, you should be making, your cover should be 10 times your your, your income. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it should be 10 times your income. And a lot of people don't know that we just want to be buried and that's it. But we don't think about life goes on after that for the loved ones. I can't imagine thinking that you're about to go to your family home or, you know, your family car to find out that it's not yours because their coverage didn't take care of those things mm-hmm. or the stuff yeah. that they were paying. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a scary feeling to think that you're not going to be able to control the stuff that you can't have access to anymore because it wasn't taken care of. So that's, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Okay. So um, the last thing, those are the top, the top, been um behavior so we had seven different behaviors that leslie just shared today if you're watching or listening to this podcast later i'm just gonna quickly go through them if you fall underneath these categories leslie has a free service that she is going to do to assist you so that you don't have to fall in those categories anymore number one if you have not reviewed your policy with a professional outside of your job your life insurance policy at your job if you haven't reviewed it with a professional outside of your job you ain't safe number two If you only have a policy through work and you don't have a life insurance policy outside of work, you're not safe. Number three, if you haven't checked the math to your your retirement retirement, to your retirement, you're not safe. 
Number four, if you haven't written your will and beneficiaries, you are not safe. Number five, if you've been divorced and have a new spouse, but the policy has not been updated, you are not safe. And even if you have the policy has been updated, if you don't know what type of policy they have, uh, irrevocable or revocable, there's a chance that you are still not safe because they can't change the policy on you. So you need to have, you can have more than one policy. Um, number six, if you have not researched a financial professional that is educating you on your status, you have someone educating you, servicing you, and you haven't done any research on them, you don't know what they're able to provide, you haven't seen any reviews, and you're just taking this information and doing what they're saying blindly without understanding the policies that they're trying to give you or put you in, you are not safe. And number seven, if you have not reviewed your coverage to make sure it's enough, you are not safe. So, Leslie, now that we've talked about all of those, what is the free service that you are providing for everyone that is listening to this podcast? That is a free financial needs analysis. And that's where you basically assess your finances. It's like your your roadmap. What what needs to be done based on your your finances and how we could it helps us financially design a plan for families or single mothers or individuals or whoever may be needing the assistance. So it's like a roadmap of your finances that help us um, do a financial financial planning design for you. Okay. Okay. So for anyone that is interested in this financial needs analysis, here are some tidbits that Leslie wanted to share. Um, number one, you will receive a complimentary follow-up to further support your financial goals after this has been completed. Number two, it is a personalized consultation that usually lasts around 30 minutes. And number three, it's complimentary. We're, we're um, emphasizing the words complimentary so you understand that this is a service that you can receive for free to help you with where you're at financially and focus on how we're going to get you to a better place. Um, another thing that we want to share, how you're going to claim this information, how you're going to claim this service is you're going to text the words free to Leslie's phone number. So what is your business line that you want them to text to, Leslie? Text it to 478-955-2157. Again, that's 478-955-2157. Okay, perfect. So I hope that everyone is um, listening and able to take this information, but also able to utilize this free service. Again, it is a financial needs analysis for free, 30-minute consultation on average. Text the words free to 478-955-2157. 2157. Did I get that right? Did I nail it? Okay, yeah, that's perfect. Um, Leslie, is there any last um, piece of advice or reminder that you want to leave with people when it comes to insurance? Yes, my the key thing I want people to understand is don't let affording three to five dollars a day, which may equal out to you know, 100, whatever you can afford end up being a lump sum of money that you have to come up with tomorrow. And keep in mind that with life insurance, it replaces the income and not the person. I'm sorry, it replaces the person and not the income. And another thing is, I don't know how to stress this enough. A GoFundMe is not life insurance. <laughs> she had it because... <laughs> Yes, it's not life insurance. And the reason why I say that is because you're still going to have those same bills sitting there when that loved one is gone. 
and not saying people won't donate to it, but they're not going to continually take care of you for the rest of your life. So if you can afford yeah. life insurance yeah. and afford a policy or, or type of service and product that can provide growth and cash value that provides inheritance and gives your family a peace of mind when you're long. Yes. If it makes you financially independent, please do so. But do not depend on a, a GoFundMe account because that's only temporary. But then you'll still have to deal with the stresses of still of life after that, of making sure everything is handled. And sometimes we carry on things that we may not can handle because what we do or our current uh, job or whatever type of work we do cannot does not suffice what taking on the other bills of a lost loved one, especially if they were the, the if they were the breadwinner. And I think the answer is clear because when you look at it in the sense of GoFundMe is not forever, like you just said. Right. Life insurance is for sure. I know that if I sign up for a policy, I will get this result. I don't know that if I continue to push this GoFundMe that I'm going to be getting paid or that this is always going to be here. Like you said, people can't continue to support the GoFundMe. The life insurance is a way that you can continue to be financially supported. So it's a no brainer. But um, I'm glad that you shared that. Thank you so much for leaving us with that insight. Um, if you would like to let the audience know um, all information about your business, where they can follow you, um, this is your moment to do that. Yes, of course, I am on Facebook at Leslie L. Mahone. That's my personal page, which um, I use it as both. I also have a business page as well with um, Leslie Speaks, Live Like and Learn with Leslie Speaks. Also, I'm on Instagram at Leslie Speaks 84. I am on TikTok at Leslie Speaks. So it's not hard to find me because I yeah. do a lot of content. I post and, you know, you can add me, follow me. And if, you know, I know a lot of times when it comes to finances, people don't want to comment under the post, but you can, you can DM me. You have my, my number as well if you want to personally con connect and talk about some things because I provide that platform if, as well. So my area expertise is dealing with single professional women with children, but I help everyone. Um, so don't get that wrong. Don't be afraid to come to me. I help everyone, but my area expertise is single professional women with children. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Leslie. Um, thank you everyone for listening, watching, wherever you're listening from. Please keep this information with you and find a way to become financially protected. If you fall under these categories or if you know anyone that falls under these categories, take this podcast and just go through one by one and check off ways that you can become more and more financially secure and protected. Thank you all so much for listening. And we are out. You're listening to the Boss Bay Block podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day, evening, wherever you are at this part of the world. <laughs> <laughs>